0: Block Talk Radio
1: Ladies and Gentlemen, poison cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a gas.
2: Welcome back, boils and ghouls, ladies and germs, Talking Terror fans, nationwide and worldwide. It's Wednesday, it's hump day, so you know what time it is. It's time for Talking Terror. Welcome back, everybody. Tonight, it is my pick, and we're going way back to 1973 to talk about Scream, Blockula Scream, directed by Bob Kelgen. Looking forward to talking about that piece of exploitation from a very exciting era of horror films that I'm very fond of. Well, we'll talk about that. Uh, we are not going to be joined by the demonic doctor tonight. Hopefully, he'll be joining us next week for a very special, sexy episode of Talking Terror. But first, I'm joined by the bold, the beautiful, returning Gul Keith.
1: Hello, 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 hello. What is going on, everybody?
2: What is going on, indeed? Welcome back, Ghoul. How've you been since we last
1: spoke? Oh, you know, life is life, man. It's it's uh, trying its best to kick our asses, and we're just fucking uh, ducking, dodging, punching, and weaving as best we can, man. That's it. Making
2: it out. Making it out. But I'm glad that you're able to join us tonight for this episode, as always. And we're also joined by the Mad Monkey. He wicked his last tapioca pudding cup, and I believe he's ready to go, Monkey.
0: Hey there, my fans, I am your sexy seventy Simeon here joined by my Foxy nurse Johnson and we got my pimp pad, the drunken monkey rehabilitation clinic. All pimped out, looking fine, looking fresh, we're gonna do this. Oh, we are ready for seventy satisfaction movie. Can you dig it, baby?
2: I can dig it soul, brother. <laughs> Give me some of the white side. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out of the gate. Good God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Wait, and, yes,
1: indeed. And this boils <laughs> in ghouls is why the
0: ghoul smokes pot. because you have to do a mod, dumbass, on the show every week.
1: I don't man. True. You don't know mean <laughs> I don't do shit, dude. At all. I'm you just fucking cleans. Done <laughs> done off do. Fucking and, uh, scream, monkeyless scream
2: <laughs> Scream, monkey, scream
0: Slap that gorgeous ass Alright, but enough about how it went Went for me in 4-H
1: camp <laughs> you know, Enough about you in Catholic school, <laughs> we know <laughs> Man, him in that dress, dude That's, that, was the, that was the kicker there, man Pretty foxy, gotta admit He rocks the skirt Tell you that much. She does. The monkey is a fine looking man. He's a man. <laughs> fine people looking apes.
0: Hey, what, hey
1: what,
0: I, I got to do something to Ape. make the wrench. It's
1: apes.
2: <laughs> Get of that monkey love. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, monkey? How have you been since I spoke? <laughs> Doing good, man. Ah. Uh,
0: um, for those of you that don't know, I was shocked to find out before we get into any horror news and all that kind of stuff that the King of Horror actually watched a football game. The King I of don't Horror know why watched so the shocked. Super Bowl <laughs>
2: <laughs> the because he watched the you know, <laughs> commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you, you I watched mean.
0: it. <laughs> I knew you did. The anytime we go try and talk about football before, you'd be like, "Yay, sports ball." <laughs>
1: Well, that's also I because really he's, be you know, fan. he <laughs> wants way. to choke on uh, Mr. Brady's cock ring. No, I'm all about Grunkowski, There's too many for, for that hand. Up. Oh, that's <laughs> real, a man. You know you were, a Herna- man. Man. you
2: were a Hernandez fan. I was. Big Hernandez fan. Yeah, that, that was me. Aaron Hernandez all the way. Uh, I was like, come on, Roland convicted. Roland convicted. <laughs> 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 no, I'm, I'm a big Grunkowski fan. I used to be a big uh, Vince Wilford fan a couple of years ago, uh, one of the defensive linemen on the Patriots. But, unfortunately, he got traded. But, uh, nonetheless, they won. So, I was happy with the outcome. But, uh, unfortunately, not a lot of good commercials. Not, nope. not too many. That,
1: that whole game, that whole – everything about the Super oh. Bowl this year kind of sucked balls, man. Mm-hmm. The game was dull. The halftime show sucked ass. And the commercials I, were all ho-hum. Uh, yep. Nope. Yeah. I can do they without, went. man. Yeah, I,
2: I wasn't uh, that pleased. I mean, the one uh, – and before we get into our news, I do have a bunch of things to talk about. But the one I wanted to talk about was the Twilight Zone teaser with Jordan Peele. Kind of a cool commercial, breaking up the Super Bowl to make it seem like it was going off air and then having the introduction of Jordan Peele until you see CBS All Access. Yeah. That's where a lot of fans were like, nope. <laughs> you know, nope. not paying for another streaming service. And, Go, I know you missed last week's episode. We did talk about that, the fact that Twilight Zone is going to be CBS All Access Only, 10 bucks a month streaming service. Take a hard pass.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's been known for, for a while. I mean, they announced that, what, a couple weeks ago anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah, as soon as I heard that that was the case, uh, I knew I was out. You know, as much as I want to see it, as much as I'd enjoy seeing it, they, I hope they are smart enough to find another place to put it because uh, otherwise, you know, I know I, for one, won't be watching, and I'm sure a lot of other people won't be either. It's I just don't feel like CBS has got a strong enough, uh, I don't know, Whatever else they intend to put on their streaming service, as far as, you know, stuff that is their properties, I just don't see what they can oh. get on there that's going to be a draw. I don't well, know
2: why can so it can't be on regular CBS. I don't understand why they can't just
1: put it on network television. You know, why do they have to go? Oh, to they're, ho- they're hoping yeah. it'll draw people to their streaming thing. Everybody wants to get in on the streaming thing. You know, it's just how it is now. Um you know Hulu taking a chunk of the market. Disney's getting ready to do their whole thing. It's yep. uh, it is going to be uh, an interesting couple of years at least with uh, with with the battles that are going to occur. Reminds me kind of like uh, <laughs> makes me think of in what was it, Jason X, where the one guy's like, "Oh, the Microsoft wars," you know, like that's what we're <laughs> about to get. We're about to get the point stre- the <laughs> streaming wars. <laughs>
2: Going to leave an apocalypse wasteland mm. behind in its wake, after all the streaming <laughs> services have their
0: way. Indeed. And Fun. the diva was watching with me last, uh, watching the Super Bowl with me, and she got all excited about the Twilight Zone trailer and, or you know, the teaser trailer, and you know she was all excited, and she was like, "Oh, you know, Jordan Peele's involved." And I was like, "Yes, honey, yes." And then it came up, you know, with CBS All Access, and she goes, "What's that?" I was like, "That's their new streaming site." There watching <laughs> it. she's like, Oh that's a bunch of fucking bullshit <laughs> Yeah.
1: But
2: the gold right she was probably you also
1: know, like she was probably also yeah. all excited about Adam Levine's uh, chiseled chiseled <laughs> self. Uh
0: no, all, all during the all during the halftime show she was like what the fuck is this shit they're playing? I was like, honey, this is the shit the kids are listening to today. It's like, this isn't even fucking
1: music. I'm like, you sound so fucking old. That isn't even what they listen to today. That's the thing, <laughs> man. You're talking yeah, about yeah. fucking Maroon 5, Big Boy from fucking uh, OutKast. OutKast, yeah. Okay. Yeah, not even Andre three thousand. You couldn't bring in Outkast. You couldn't bring them both. Okay, you just had to bring one. You know, and I, I don't even remember who the other person was. Who else did they bring out with them? Uh, Travis Scott, who I have no idea who he is, but yeah, that's
2: another some guy. rapper. Okay, yeah, but Big Boy with his one song that everybody kind of knew back in like two thousand three. <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you, Big Boy, for coming out I'm wearing your gigantic coat. It's great, dude.
1: <laughs> I wanted fucking uh, I would have taken what's his face I wanted Bruno Mars back man at least he put on an entertaining show
2: yeah as opposed to Adam Levine who looked like he took a bunch of like temporary tattoos and just pasted them all over his chest <laughs> doing his best Jim than <laughs> impression <laughs> Like,
1: dude, I, I love all the fucking all the pictures and memes coming up with that one shot with him with his mouth like slightly open and him just standing there all stoic, and then everybody started putting up pictures of like their their big flabby bellies with the with whatever state <laughs> they're in on their stomach. Dude, the guy from Michigan, okay, I think I'm pretty sure it was either Michigan or Missouri. It's great. He's got a big hairy belly, and he didn't write, it, okay, he shaved the name of the state into his belly, <laughs> okay. Just you win, bro. You win.
2: Yeah, I saw that one. And the one for Illinois that was just kinda of lazily written there, but he's drinking a beer and his stomach's just hanging over his belt. Like, yeah, these pictures rule. <laughs> Thank God for these beer bellies. Making fun of the California tattoo that Admiral Dean has on his uh stomach. <laughs> I was having a great time with it. But uh yeah, speaking of uh streaming services, uh Netflix of all places uh, they have picked up the Joe Berlinger, uh, Ted Bundy film, the extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile film with uh, Zach Efron. So they're going to be putting yeah. it on Netflix, but they're also going to be releasing it in the theaters, so it's also going to be an option to see it in the theaters, to see it on Netflix. Uh, it's kind of interesting, the fact that they're doing that, uh, Netflix going on into uh, a big feature that's not an original. But it makes sense because Netflix also has conversations with the killer the Ted Bundy tapes, a uh, four-part documentary series that I watched uh, over the weekend. And it's amazing that Ted Bundy is back in the news once again, and you have all these teenage girls going, Ted Bundy, so sexy. All I could think about was HBK's theme music the entire time, reading these comments.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm just
2: a sexy boy. Sexy boy! And I was like, yeah, all I hear are my fucking head." Reading these comments from girls going, Ted's so sexy. Look at that guy. I'm like, first of all, he's dead. He's been dead for 30 years. Uh, and he also killed a lot of women. <laughs> so <laughs> don't really think you need to be glorifying a fucking psychopath. Um, doesn't help that Zach Efron's playing the character because now even more girls are going to be like, oh, Zach Efron is Ted Bundy. So sexy. No. No. Stop it.
1: No,
0: too sexy, too sexy. No, don't do
2: it. (laughs) Antonio
1: Banderas. So sexy. What are you doing here? (laughs) It it is so sexy. It's too sexy. It was too sexy (laughs) for me to be Antonio Banderas.
2: (laughs) Too sexy. Um, But, yeah, Ghoul, what do you think about that? I mean, not just Netflix picking up the movie, but kind of like the glorification of Ted Bundy with these girls now, thinking that he's just sexy
1: and like a rock star, I mean, I think we've we've seen this with a lot of people of this Mm -hmm. ilk, though. I mean, look at Manson. You know what I mean? They hit a point where is it is in its own way a glorified status. Um, You know, one of Ted Bundy's. You know, biggest things was the fact that he was charming. He was not a terrible looking man. He was quite intelligent. He was able to communicate with people and therefore get that prey, you know, to, to be disarmed and, and made it easier for him to do what it is that he did. Uh,. You know, as far as Zac Efron playing it, you know, I mean, it's a role. And it's a role that I think, you know, was something that was out of his regular comfort zone. I think it was a good choice for him to do it. Yeah. Uh, I actually mm-hmm. just recently watched, uh, finally got around to watching The Greatest Showman, uh, which I felt like was just j- Zac kind of going a step because it was kind of like him going back to the high school musical days. I mean, I love the movie, but, you know, like but at this point, seeing you Jackman do what you Jackman when he's not Wolverine. It's just always fun, and Zach kind of felt like he was. I, I guess it didn't help that he was also a fictional character, um, not based on any true person either. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, like he didn't. He didn't wow me in the film. Um. But you know, as far as Netflix doing this though, it makes sense. I mean, they're kind of hedging their bet here. I mean, I'm sure they got it for yeah. a good price. You know, whatever money is going to be made in dollars. the theater. Whatever money gets made in the theater, it's it's gonna make them some money, and then guess what? The people that have their streaming service are gonna get to see it, and they're gonna watch it, and it's gonna attract people. So, smart move on Netflix's part. Really is. I mean, all they have to do want. is spend money. In order to buy it. Yeah. You know? They didn't, didn't have to make it. They didn't have to go through all the talks of right. getting actors and dealing with any kind of controversies. Nope. We'll just buy it. We'll put it in theaters. And you know what? If it fails, we'll still have it on the streaming end and we'll still succeed.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I'll watch it. I'm definitely looking forward to it because I think Zach Efron, like you said, Ghoul, great choice. Uh, not only because he looks almost like a doppelganger for Bundy. But also because I think he's a good actor. I don't think he gets enough credit. I mean, I know he does a lot of comedic roles recently, but I think seeing him in a great Baywatch, great Baywatch, and Great Neighbors, even uh, Dirty Grandpa, I liked him in that movie with Robert De Niro. Um, You know, so he he can do it. I think that he's going to do a good job, kind of showing you how dark Ted Bundy really was, but also kind of just putting that Zac Efron flair on it. Uh, So I'm kind of looking forward to it. I just kind of wish it wasn't as glorified. Uh, as it is, and Monkey, what do you think? Well, again,
0: like you and I had talked about last night, is you know you're going to have these same people that are talking about you know how hot back uh, Efron is. Is this the, you know as Ted Bundy, and now they're going to be doing research and figuring out that Ted Bundy, you know, was hot back in the day. You know, and you're going to have these chicks go around saying that. And these are going to be, you know, the same fucking chicks that say, you know, they want a relationship like, you know, J- Joker and Harley Quinn. You know, that's what they think is normal. You know, and on the flip side, I also see this as like, you know, from when we were younger in the late 90s um, of just the mixed up chicks that also are going to sit there and say they want the kind of relationship that was in the movie not for born killers. Or Sid and Nancy. I going to say so, know, and Mallory. Shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the, you're going to have these odd people that think this is the norm. And the oddest is and kind of this,
1: sexy.
2: Yeah, he is the heartbreak kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but I'm also saying, is like, you know, the movie is, you know, to make this a little edgy, because King, last night you were talking about, like, they're doing some stuff where, like, they're putting sound pops and, like, record scratch sounds here and there, you yeah. know, r- random random stuff here and there, you know, um, I guess kind of like Fight Club? Um, yeah, kind of make
2: it like a dark comedy yeah. in a lot of spots.
0: Okay. And, but the point of all of this, I think, is to, it's, you know, make sure that everyone understands, yes, it might be an entertaining film, you know, <laughs> just like American Psycho, but you don't go around and actually try this shit at home. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah.
1: it's a movie remember, <laughs> It's all fun yes. and sexy until he's shoving his balls in your dead mouth, <laughs> <laughs> and had the
2: news cut off because Ted Bundy did that a lot. <laughs> all funny games, but yeah, go ahead, monkey. No, but you know that's all I was gonna say
0: because c- I'm still gonna check this movie out when it comes out because I. I'm interested to see how Zac Efron does, because I'm starting to like him more and more, the more movies, you know, I'm starting to see him in. Shit, man, this past weekend, you know, I watched Seventeen again just for the just for fucking sake. Not a
2: bad movie. I actually kind of like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Not the worst movie I've ever seen. Kind of, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. No, I've seen that one. Um, so, yeah. So we'll have to see how it goes. I just I don't believe in the glorification of serial killers. I think if you want to study no, no. them, if you want to research them, that's fine. You know, I mean, I saw a lot of girls uh, back in the day worshipping Richard Ramirez because of his fucking hair and how he looked, and I was like, the guy's a fucking killer and a rapist. Stop fucking thinking these guys are sexy. <laughs> they would gladly eat your skin off your face before they would take the understatement. No face means yes. <laughs> it means anal. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah.
0: Well, fuck, man, I know, you, I know you had the serial killer trading cards when you were in high school, didn't you, King?
2: I did. I had them in my locker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't tip them up in my locker. I had Bundy. I had Gein. I had John Wayne Gacy and Richard Ramirez. So I had the four set. Oh, missing the Dahmer. Didn't have the Dahmer one. Did not know why I didn't have the Dahmer, but <laughs> I had the four. Um, so I was happy to have those. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, I think it's later this year. They're planning on releasing it in the theaters and on the Netflix. We'll check it out, and hopefully it'll be a movie that we could discuss, uh, not as an episode, but maybe just...
1: <laughs> I wish they released it for Valentine's Day, man. That would be
2: great. <laughs> <laughs> February 14th, on with Ted Bundy all over again. Love is in the air. they <laughs> will <laughs> uh, <laughs> line it up
1: against, like, Think Like a Man.
2: Yeah, aren't they making a sequel to that called Think Like a Woman or something like that? With uh, Taraja B. Henson, I just heard about it on the radio. No, I Apparently think that is, that
1: is the sequel. Think Like a Man okay. is the name of the sequel. Think Like a Woman, I think, was the original film with Mel no, Gibson hearing okay. the thoughts yeah. of women. Now she yeah, now thoughts of men. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. That, that, back in the that was what women want. Wasn't it? What there women you go, want? What Men Want. That's the name of it, okay. What Men Want.
2: Okay, so there you go. But now it's getting the spin off with Taraji B. Henson, and uh, uh, I forget the other guys gonna be in it. But yeah, uh, Tracy Morgan—that's the guy. I'm sorry, but yeah, I don't know. Um, that's kind of stupid, but we're easy,
0: to, we're easy to figure out. Who's that? <laughs> Who that? You know, they're, they're,
1: they're, we're not sheet, complex creatures. Cheat us every now <laughs> and know. again. Yeah, stay with our peepees, um, and we'll probably be happy.
2: <laughs> yeah, We'd love to get it. them in. That's the moral of the movie. Just an hour and a half of dudes going, Can you fucking blow me already? The end.
1: <laughs> Jeez.
2: The king's, nope. king's
1: not pulling any punches. No, nope. <laughs> This is five minute movie. This is romantic talk, too, ladies. So, so just so yeah. you know.
2: That's how I get you underneath the sheets. Come on, fucking it, suck itself. Whoa, you're calling out of the gate. Happy Valentine's Day, baby. You have five-minute movie in my world. Um, but uh, the other interesting thing is that there's a movie coming out tomorrow called The Prodigy. Uh, it's another one of those lines of serial killer kids where the kid's oh, yeah. fucking evil, man, and he's fucking killing people. But the mom's like, no, not my son. So that we get that tomorrow. But what's interesting is that they're going to be dropping the Child's Play trailer for the remake before the movie. So tomorrow, if you go see The Prodigy, you can see the Child's Play trailer. Friday, we get it online nationwide. But what I thought was so great about MGM releasing this trailer is that they have released a fake launch trailer courtesy of the Caslin Corporation, where you have Henry Caslin, played by Tim Matheson of Animal House and Black Sheep fame, playing Henry Caslin, saying, Caslin Corporation, we're the innovators of technology, and we're so proud to bring you this new innovative line of kids' toys called The Buddy. And everybody wants to have a buddy. Everybody wants to have a friend till the end. So stay tuned on February 8th for a global launch. I was like, you know what? I like that marketing. I think that's kind of cool to get you kind of excited to see what kind of a trailer they're going to release for Child's Play. Um, I'm already looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what they release. Um, what do you guys think about that marketing strategy?
1: Go ahead, Gould. Uh, listen, you know, I don't think they're going to – I think they know for the most part they've got the older fans anyway. So whether or not mm-hmm. this attracts new people, we'll see. I mean, I think kind of the the doll thing is been played out. I think they're a little too little. You know, it's too little too late. You know, Annabelle has kind of run its yeah. course, even though I know we got another one of those going. You've had movies like The Boy and Goosebumps and, you know, all these puppet things have already been done. So, you know, I don't know if they're trying to go back to, to show us where that stemmed from. Well, okay, good luck. That's a good point. Um,
2: mm-hmm. Monkey, what do you think?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, while on the flip side of, you know, I, I agree with the goal that,
0: the whole doll thing has worn out, and it would be interesting for them to go a new direction as far as a device of some kind. In the meantime, I just wanted to say I went to check out the um, viral website, which now has new links for the uh, Kinsland Corporation on there. It's, it's got stuff about their product line, uh, things about their drones, their um, home hubs. Uh, special speakers that they make and then uh, in the product line they have this doll with, you know, silhouette of a doll with a big question mark in the middle so <laughs> so they're having fun with it, you know and getting the viral sites up there you know, and <clears throat> I don't, while the viral site's fun, it's like it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm having fun poking around in there, you know, It it is a little bit of a dated technique you know, that's more early 2K kind of stuff. But, you know, I'm hoping that they keep
2: adding stuff to it and keeping it fun. I agree. I think it's a fun marketing tool. I mean, you know, the internet is still popular. It's not like the internet's gone away. it's like, the fucking internet? The fuck's that? I don't think it's the internet anymore. (laughs) Like, you know, people still use it. The
1: fuck is the
0: internet? Poop, shoot, dude. Like, you
2: know, it's still a, a good tool and I think it's smart strategy on their part. Rather than just being like, hey, we're releasing this movie. It's coming out, Child's Play. No, it's like they're having fun, like the monkey had said. And they're going to you know, make you wait for the teaser and then release it. Um, I still don't know if they're going with the name of Chucky for the doll. I know that they're really marketing Buddy. So maybe yeah. you know, this can be called Buddy. I have no idea. I think that's the way they're going to go, because I think that Don Mancini has copyright over Chucky. So very well it could easily be Buddy. Uh, for this movie um, it's kind of Yeah
0: on, on the, she, on
2: the bottom know line, why that,
1: That's what it's called Again Very like old. at that point If you're really going to be going with the new name And all that fun stuff Why not just give this thing its own identity
2: Yeah You made it look a lot like Chucky You know with the red hair and the, the overalls I mean you're making it look like oh, Chucky And, Chucky, all, and so.
1: Chucky looked a hell of a lot like my buddy You know so <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, you could go completely different and make it look completely just different from what you're releasing. But now they, they're going the, the Chucky route, which is weird. But, well, yeah. Hope they I mean, give them a kid's sister, a kid.
1: sister, too. And then they could do it like those <laughs> yeah. videos that I see on fucking uh, xnxx.com where, you know, kid's sister and big brother get out. Oh, sorry, wrong wrong thing. They're never, yeah, real. No, they're never real. They're always like brother <laughs> and stepsister. <laughs> yeah, know. And the mom <laughs> catches them. What are you guys doing? Let me show you how it's done.
2: Happy Mother's Day.
1: The best best ones are what it's like. I know you just married my dad 30 days ago, and you met him 60, but this is just ridiculous.
2: (laughs) When are you going to get on the stick? Oh, those porn storylines. God bless them. There's somebody out there behind the typewriter just like, fucking clacking away, writing these storylines. I thought it was, stepson has to bang his stepmom. to <laughs> <God>, appreciate it. <that. laughs> <laughs> but uh, going from away from child's play to Halloween, uh, it was announced earlier this week they're definitely moving ahead with the Halloween sequel to the 2018 film. Today they announced that they have a writer by the name of Scott Teams, who apparently wrote a treatment that Blumhouse really likes, and they're going to move ahead forward with that script. Uh, there is potential for Jimmy Lee Curtis and Andy Matichek and Judy Grid to return. A lot of people are saying that they're going to try to push this for filming as soon as possible and release it for 2019 but other sources are saying that they're going to try to take their time with it and move it to 2020. Personally, I think they should wait till 2020. We've seen what happens when they push these sequels too fast, too soon. You get a lousy product. I'd rather they take their time, release it in 2020, give us some time to process the 2018 film. Uh, so I wanted to get your guys' perspective. Do you think that they should just push it and go ahead, 2019, or do you think they should take their time, wait it out, 2020 is the way to go? I think if they push it, I mean, I think if they push
0: it, they're going to sit there and end up with multiple writers, and we all know how that goes in the horror genre. It never works out. I <laughs> said, look at the Elm Street series. <laughs> look at Halloween four and
1: five. Well, we also had a writer's strike and stuff like that that went on during that time frame too, so that kind of had an effect there. Um yeah, that's uh, that's a rough one, man. I think it really comes down to the strength of whatever this story is that this guy has. Um, if they're really confident with what he's got, then by all means, if you guys think you can get the contracts together and get this thing filmed and done, then please do it. Uh, I think if you don't feel that strongly about his storyline to get filming now, then chances are we're going to deal with something that's going to have multiple writers and be a chopped up mess by the time we hit 2020. Um, You know, I think this is one of those where they really need to figure out like what it is that they're looking to do with this and this character and the future of the franchise, you know, I mean, are we going to be looking at a, you know, is Jamie Lee coming back? Are we looking at a whole nother type of, of reboot? Are we looking at another alternative future to the Halloween franchise now where, you know, this is the future of, what, her granddaughter or her daughter's other kid that vanished? Is this fucking Jamie Lee Curtis's illegitimate child? I mean, there's so many, <laughs> you know, things that we've seen them already do with this franchise that... I I wish they would have just left it alone after 2018, personally, because, you know, as much as I enjoyed it, I wasn't thrilled with it, so.
2: No, um, and I'd be happy if Jamie Lee Curtis didn't come back. I mean, I know that's probably an unpopular opinion. I'd rather her not come back if they make a sequel, because you already had 2018's Halloween. That was supposed to be the final confrontation between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. Let it be the final confrontation. I don't think we need to have another, another final
1: confrontation. I just don't
2: think <laughs> that <it> works.
1: <laughs> this time it's really the end of all <laughs> endings for it to finally end this time.
2: Swear to God, guys, swear. I'm mean, like, swear, pinky swear, this is the last one. <laughs> like this is the last time they're gonna battle. And we're gonna get a definitive ending. <laughs> See, now you told us that the last time, you fuckers. It's like we believed you. We bought into
0: it. it it's like a,
2: it's like a Rolling Stones farewell tour.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like the Osborne saying no more tours, but nope, nope, there's gonna be another one. <laughs> I mean, what are the words as far as like McBride's involvement or the guys that wrote this one, the 2018 not, one movie? They have so as of right now. They have no right involvement. There. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David
2: Gordon Green uh, hasn't had any information as far as him being invited back. I know Danny McBride said the same thing. So yeah, they're they're planning. I think on moving forward. Without them, and that team that made 2018's uh, Halloween. Well, you is, know why?
1: Why go back to the guys that helped make this movie a success? It was obviously the <laughs> studio and all of the people that just simply funded it that made it a success. Nothing to do with the writers, actors, or anybody who actually was involved with the filming process of it.
2: Yeah, you know, instead of going with anything. <laughs> You know, which, I mean, I guess I get it if you want to go with a new team, but why why screw with success, like you had said? You know, go with the old team. You know, go with Danny McBride. And if you want to have Scott Teams write it, have Danny McBride work with him. You know, and maybe tweak it a little bit. I don't know. I mean, they all seem pretty happy with what Scott Teams wrote. So, they're going to go yeah.
1: If they don't want to go with what like those other guys or if those other guys didn't want to do anything further with the story, you know, as far as those guys are concerned, this was the end. Michael Myers yeah. died. That's how their end of their movie went. Then you know what? If you really want to honor the franchise, then finally let this be the end of Michael Myers and let's craft this into something else entirely. Or let's put the nail in fucking Halloween finally. Stop making Halloween movies and let's Make a new franchise. Yeah.
2: I I completely agree with that. I mean, I I was very much looking forward to putting a nail in the coffin of Halloween with this movie that came out in 2018. I was like, listen, it's going to be the last one. That's it. Let's have that last ride. But I also said that back in uh, 1998 with Halloween H2O. I'm like, this is it, guys. This is the last one. Michael Myers, no more. He got his head fucking cut off. They can't make another movie. Then 2002 happened. I'm like, "Uh huh? (laughs) <laughs> what? He's back? No. Trick or no. treat, uh, motherfucker.
1: know. <laughs> yeah, and Buster Rhymes and Tyra
2: Banks are in it? Oh man, what's happening in the Halloween universe? But so we'll see. Um, like the good one said, Halloween 2018 was good, but it wasn't great. You know, it's just it, I wish that was going to be the send off. Yeah, but, you know, like I said, like Hollywood,
0: they, you know, they just can't let go of franchises, man. In, instead of taking the time and energy, yeah, you know, yeah, but, again, it's like I'm completely with the ghoul on this one where it's like create new franchises, give us yeah. new stories, new characters, you know. Hey, I'll be more than happy to give you my money, but, you know, give us something good
2: that doesn't involve well, Annabelle. <laughs> and that's that's the thing, too. I mean, we talked about it briefly last night, uh, Monkey. But Happy Death Day, I mean, that's a Blumhouse release. I loved it, and the next one comes out next week, uh, next Wednesday, actually. That's a a series that I'd love to see turn into a franchise. It's kind of fun, you know, and it harkens back to the 80s slashers, and it has that cool kind of Groundhog Day effect. Um, I'd rather see that kind of make it into a franchise. Than, see, see that's Myers the thing too, though.
1: I would rather that be left, because you know what will happen, man? Unfortunately, what happens with that kind of thing is it ends up turning into like, I know what you did last summer, where then you uh, get yeah. sequel after sequel that just gets progressively worse each time, you know, yeah. just like screen, just like that. You know, how, how about we have a one and done, you know, and that's it. You know, we don't need it to be a franchise. It doesn't need to be the next mega blockbuster hit that's going yeah. to spawn off a thousand fucking sequels and, and just, <laughs> yeah. you know, let's, let's just make the damn movie and hey, the movie's done. It ends. That, that's, that's it. People go home. It's like the end of Ferris Bueller's. You know, like, what are you guys still fucking <laughs> doing here?
2: Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. That's like the monkey had said and I had said these movies make money. Like, um, go back to Urban Legends which I think is still a great movie, but that is easily a one-and-done movie. Like, there does not need to be more Urban Legend movies, but yet they made two sequels. Doesn't Mm -hmm. need to happen. Make the one movie Rebecca Gayhard. It's great, fantastic, put it in the can, we're done. But they're like, no, it made money. So we have to go back. We have to make another one.
1: You you know, the thing with all of those stories, too, man, is, is, I mean, Urban Legend, you know what, the one thing that works with Urban Legend as far as it having sequels is there's always more urban legends that you can milk off of to keep creating said movies. Um, you know, so you don't need to necessarily keep the specific villain. You know, you don't have a... you Well, you shouldn't have a Jason or, or a Freddy type of person going on in those films. You just have your you know your 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 kills you know going on yeah. in the ways of those urban legends of like i remember hearing those tales in school you know i remember i, forget. Oh, yeah. I think it was like high school freshman year or so you know the one teacher played that one uh there was the one story about the the girl and the guy in the car and the guy gets out of the car mm-hmm. and you know something about the hand and the last minute, the teacher turns the radio on really loud, and the song "I Want to Hold Your Hand" comes on. You know because <laughs> that was like the thing the whole time. It was like the guy it was just the guy's hand, like in there mm-hmm. with her, with the guy's dead body was like over the car or some shit. Yeah. Um, but you know, like those were all fun things. So seeing them in movie form was like, oh okay, that's that's kind of cool. I know that story. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, again, you know me, man. The only franchise I like is Friday the 13th, and even that I don't really like, but I do. It's weird. It's kind of like diarrhea. Yeah. You, know? you don't like having it, but it feels good at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're a lot
2: like that. Like, Scream, I like the first two. I could give a shit less about the third and fourth. Don't care for them. Wish they didn't even exist. I was, you should have ended that two, and that would have been fine with me. But it made money, and they needed what's Craven back, so let's make a third one that makes no fucking sense. Then let's, let's make a fourth one that even makes less sense. Should have kept it at two, okay. and that would have been okay. With yeah, it. but I you know, with, with
0: all the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but with too. the talk, but with the talk of urban legends, then um, King, didn't you have some news about
2: the scary stories coming up? Uh, yeah, I mean they they played the teasers during Super Bowl. Um, I don't know if you guys paid attention to them. Um, but, yeah, they played a couple of the 30-second teasers for Scary Stories, Tell in the Dark, which is going to be released, I think, in August of this year. Uh it's del Toro producing, and it's going to be based on the Alvin Schwartz books. Uh, I was impressed by the teasers. I mean, there wasn't a whole trailer, but at the same time, it's giving you these short bursts of the stories, like of The Big Toe and of The Dream with the creepy woman with the long hair, and one of my favorite stories, The Red Spot where a girl has a boil on her face and it turns out to be spiders. Like, see, that's more than enough. I'm looking forward to it because it's kind of the urban legends coming back. And plus they're including Harold, which is another one of my favorite urban legend stories from that book series. What about, about the Kumar? That comes to life. So good.
0: Right. But I was asking you, though, how were they going to do this? Because, um, you know, I was asking you, was it going to be just like, you know, a
2: bunch of short stories and anthology kind of thing? You said that's not actually the route they're planning on going with this movie. No, they're not. They're actually planning on going into just a straight narrative story. Uh, It's going to take place in the 1960s in a small town, uh, and a lot of the stories revolve around this mansion where a girl lives. And every nightmare that she has, she puts into a book that she labels scary stories. So they start coming to life off the pages. And murders start happening in this town, and a group of teens comes together to investigate these murders each one of them being inspired by one of the stories in her book. So I thought that's kind of a, a cool way to bring stories into the movie without making it an anthology, without making it like, oh, we're going to tell you this story, this story, this story, this story, and then end it. So you get a good narrative. That's what they did with Goosebumps. See, I never saw Goosebumps. So, uh, that's what they did yeah, with they, the they, Goosebumps they, they,
1: movie. Jack Black's character <laughs> was like basically like the curator who helped keep all of these things in check with the books that he was writing. And that's how it kept them at bay. It was only when they got like, they would get released if like you opened those books.
2: Oh, okay. Well, maybe the people that make goosebumps have a lawsuit in their hands. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? I mean, we'll have to wait and see what the final product looks like. I mean, I couldn't tell you, but that's just what the plot synopsis was, uh, courtesy of bloody disgusting. Uh, for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I'm still looking forward to it because that book series, like i talked about many times, like the doc has talked about so many times, is such a big part of my childhood. So to see the illustrations kind of brought to life in a film format, I was like, yeah, I'm excited. Looking forward to this one.
1: Uh, I didn't see any of the spots. I, I don't know if I missed certain commercials because we were watching on, uh, you know, through the live TV on Hulu. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know how that alters the uh, the commercials for the Super Bowl. Um I don't remember seeing any of those spots for that, but I did see some of the uh, some of the art and, and some of the, the the shots that they showed of it. Uh, there was one girl who was like weird looking, just, like, Squattish and her face was really weird. Yep,
2: that's the the dream story. So that was inspired mm-hmm. by the dream. So I'm looking forward to that
1: because that story used to creep me out as a kid.
2: <laughs> and just to see the uh, it was, cre- it was, it was
1: creepy looking. I got to admit it really was. I <laughs> did not expect yeah. that. It was like eww
0: and do you yeah, have any idea? Do you have any idea what rating they're shooting for with this movie, King?
2: Rated R. Really? Yeah, they're shooting for an R rating for this release. Oh, awesome, sweet. <laughs> so I mean, there's a lot of people saying, "I'm going to take my kids," and I'm like, "Well, I mean, you can. I mean, it's not like you're never going to see." It's a big kids difference from Goosebumps, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're still going to see kids in the theater no matter what, because. <laughs> You know, that's just what you do nowadays. You bring kids to rid of their horror films. You know, because I've just yeah. in my time I'm going to movies. It's like, oh, hey, look, there's a five year old. Great. Have fun, guy. Like, you know. Well, folks, so when, the we end. Went to go see, when
0: we went to go see Deadpool 1 and 2, you know, who we both saw, right, you know, both saw kids in the audience. I <laughs> you
2: know. I was like, they're going to get all these jokes. They're going to get what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,. One of the other things I want to talk about, this is one of the things that the doc actually brought up before the show, even though he can't be a part of it. Uh, have you guys seen World War Z, the Brad Pitt movie? Uh, yeah. I have not. I, I avoided it. <laughs> well, okay. Well, you're one of the ones. Um, I actually saw it. Cool. He said he saw it. Uh, so I guess they were planning, Paramount was apparently planning on making a World War Z sequel. Uh, that had been going on for the past six years. Uh, David Fincher was planning on coming back to direct it. Uh, They were planning on doing this whole thing. They were going to span five different countries, including Atlanta, Georgia, for shooting locations. They were going to get a whole staff together. Uh, Finally, just the other day, it was announced that Paramount is pulling the plug on a World War Z sequel, leaving Brad Pitt kind of pissed, because he had been holding off for a sequel, and he had been planning on being a part of it. Waiting for David Fincher, waiting for the studio And then they finally said, fuck it, we're done Not doing it So I don't blame Brad Pitt for being a little bit mad I think I would be too If you've been waiting this entire time to make a movie And they're like, no, we're not doing it Get over it, Brad Go make another fucking movie So what, what caused them to actually There you go What, <laughs> what, what caused them to um,
1: Oh
2: people. no <laughs> I know. Guess I'll have to make another Oscar award winning movie Damn, what am I going to do with my time? No, but Paramount just said that they were just tired of waiting. You know, they were I guess David Fincher had been waiting for the right time. They were waiting for the right staff. They were waiting for the right amount of money. They were willing to do it for less than what they did for the first one, but Paramount just got tired of waiting around. They never really officially greenlit the sequel, and apparently staff had been starting to get hired. They were shooting for locations, but... Paramount just got tired of waiting around and said, we're pulling it. We're not going to, you know, keep waiting around for this movie to get made. So I think oh. that they made the right decision. But we've Brad Pitt in a precarious situation where he's like, fuck it, man. I was waiting to do this one. Were you, though? I
1: mean, the movie's not going to make itself, you know? It's not going to suck itself.
0: It's not like he's really hurting for money, though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, <laughs> um, you know, I'm sure it's not so much about the money thing as it is about just wanting to to be doing something and creating something. You know, as much as we may bust and rag about artists and how much they make, uh, actors and how much they make, we do got to remember that they are artists. And yeah. as such, you know, their their time, their art is the work that they're putting up on that screen. That is their craft, And, you know, when you are going to be involved with something of that magnitude and you know it's going to take that long, you probably turn down a lot of other projects, maybe stuff that you want to do, um, not just for money, but because it seems like an interesting project. But you're like, you know, no, I can't, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm going to be fucking filming this for six months or whatever it is. And then, you know, only to find out that, you know, the whole thing just really never was locked down. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, again, I could understand why he'd be mad about that. No, I get it. Yeah, I feel your pain, Brad. I feel your pain, bro. Now go, <laughs> go rescue some kids. <laughs>
2: I know. <Come> back <laughs> to one of your many mansions and cry near all your money. <laughs> go,
1: go give Angelina a good old hate ass, man. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Do it. Do do it for the studio, dude. Hate ass? Why are you censoring yourself? This is a talking terror, man. You can say fuck. Oh, all done. Yeah, I know. I just, I listen. I, I felt like being PG for a moment. Yeah, go, go hate fucking <laughs> Angelina. Okay, I was trying to be tasteful.
2: <laughs> you know, all the nine-year-olds had to cover their ears for half a second. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, oh fuck yeah. it!
0: If
2: you can, if you can watch Deadpool, you can listen to Talking Terror. There you go, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Monkey. What do you think about the uh, Paramount pulling the plug and and Brad Pitt justifiably so? At least what I think and the cool things to being kind of mad about. Him. Well. I mean, I
0: didn't see the first movie, so I can't get really worked up about it one way or the other, but it definitely sounds like a 100% business decision, and if you're talking to other people that are supposed to be the creators that are making these movies and promising these projects and especially sequels to a movie that made, you know, a lot of money, you know, and they've been telling, you know, holding spots for you and getting things ready and you're just dragging your ass, then yeah, they gotta finally just pull the plug and be like, Oh I'm sorry, you're fucking around too long and we can't just keep money tied up forever.
2: Right. You know, and I, I I like I said I definitely think Brad Pitt has a reason to be kind of upset about that. Not like he's hurting for work. I'm sure he's not gonna be like, Nobody's gonna hire me now because I didn't do the World War Z sequel. No,
1: nah, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be okay. <laughs> he was, he had time to do Deadpool too.
2: <laughs> he did. I mean, he, one of the greatest all, roles he ever
1: did. All five seconds Plus of the Fight Club. <laughs> you know, oh, you on, go with man. I'll, I'll always remember him as Floyd, dude.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. From True Romance.
1: Uh huh.
2: <laughs> yeah, such a great one. I mean, I yeah, that's one of my favorite ones, and obviously Fight Club, but you know, that's the the popular answer, but still. That's Tyler Durden. Fucking great movie. <laughs> it's the you know, one that I revisit often. You know, going off the site. But, you know, he, he is decent. I mean, I will give Brad Pitt that. You know, I, I will watch. I mean, I even like Me, Joe Black. I mean, I wouldn't go far as that. <laughs> you know, I'm not much of a romance guy, but that was a good movie. Yeah, I got to admit, I like that one, too.
1: <laughs> I didn't see that one. Is that
2: the one where he's deaf? Yes. Yep. That's Anthony Hopkins. Hmm. And he's like, I'm yeah, dead. I'm dead kinda,
1: I'm I, I kind of yeah, figured out everything I think I need to know about that movie just from what I haven't seen of it. So, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Really, all you need to know is that he's got fucking bleach blonde hair, he's sexy as fuck, and he's dead. That's really it. <laughs> I mean, that's Meet Joe Black, in a nutshell.
1: And then Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. shows up not playing Hannibal Lecter for once. Yeah, and Claire, Claire Forlani is the, uh, the lead female, right? From Mallrats... Yeah, back when she did she yeah. two movies, Small Rats and Meet Joe Black. Because I cannot remember any other movie she was in. <laughs> uh, you know what? She she turns up in stuff. She's one of those, I see her and I'm like, oh, it's Claire Ferlani. You know, like, oh, yeah, look at her.
2: Yeah, hey, I remember She's got those, her those Rat. lips. <laughs> <laughs> Just that geeky, kind of mousy look that she has. I'm like, yeah, no, I know. I saw those two movies that she was in.
1: I'm oh, come them, on. You know, geeky Mousy, right? no. She she might have that geeky Mousy look, man, but she's got dick sucking lips, dude. You know, for, <laughs> Not to <gonna laughs> suck itself. Like said, keep, 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 keep it PG, you know. <laughs> classy
2: here. Got those DSLs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the last
1: bit of I don't know, man. It. I'm on I'm on fucking Wi-Fi high speed, bro. I don't use a DSL. Don't use that dick sucking An age joke (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, The last bit of business I wanted to get into Before we get into the movie Is uh, Lee Winnell who penned the first Saw movie Uh, He also did Upgrade last year Uh, He's been kind of hot In the news recently because he is actually Working with Blumhouse to do The Invisible Man Because they are still Planning on resurrecting the dark universe That we've been talking about on the show And apparently, Lee Winnell is getting the first shot at the Invisible Man. That's not necessarily what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is that Lee Winnell... What do you want to talk about? He's officially penning the remake of Escape from New York. Oh. With Lee Winnell penning it saying, I'm going to take things from the original, but I'm also going to make it super fucking futuristic and fucking awesome. It's going to be so fucking rad. I'm waiting for Dwayne The Rock Johnson to be like, hey, guys, I'm done with Hobbs and Shaw and fucking Jumanji and all these other movies. I'm going to do Big Trouble. I'm going to do Escape from New York, too. Is that cool?
0: Like, I'm waiting for that
2: phone call. So so what?
0: Is the, is Dwayne Johnson going to go around and replace all, all of the Kurt Russell movies? <laughs> I was going to say, you know, he'll do the Overboard. thing
1: next. And they already did the remake for Overboard, though. Oh, they, they, yeah, that's they, right. they did. Yeah, right. They did. Fuck, they did. And they, just they just all they did was they flip. Totally they hand. flipped the script. That's all. The uh, the chick was the uh, was the, home, yeah. was the, the I The guess yeah. the fucking whatever. The poor You're person. Ready. Yeah, they made it the, all right, the so, female virgin. Yeah.
0: Alright, So Dwayne but, Johnson is now going to be in the remake of Irreconcilable
2: Differences. Is that right? Yeah, and also Used Cars. He's probably going to be <laughs> next. And, tang-
1: and Tango <laughs> and Cash. And Death proof. Yeah. And he's going to play. Both Tango and Cash.
2: No, James oh, no. So the go. other one.
1: <laughs> it'll be, They're going to be twin brothers. It'll be, it'll be Rock on Rock, you know. <laughs> Why can't it be Roman Reigns in The Rock as Tango oh, and Cash? Nobody wants to see. Listen, because nobody's going to go see Roman Reigns. We know that, man.
2: <laughs> no, he's he's teaming up with The Rock in movies now. You know, he, he's going to be in I think Hobbs and uh, Shaw coming out. I think uh, Roman Reigns has a cameo in that one. So, apparently they want to do movies together. So, why not Tango and Cash? Reigns on, and Rock. Can we,
1: fucking es- can we escape Roman Reigns, please? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, he is the big dog in the yard. So, guess we kind of have to deal with him for a little while. No, it's Come just... On, I, 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 I,
0: if they go with the ghoul's idea of using The Rock, or Billet as, and then Dwayne Johnson, okay... <laughs> Still, there you go. You double, if you have double Dwayne Johnson on there, oh, double Johnson. You're fucking double okay. Dwayneing it, dude. <laughs> double Dwayne. I don't know if the ladies out there can handle
2: a double Dwayneing.
1: You handle a they fucking double Dwayne, it. man. That, that's 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 <laughs> something. And there's not going to be a dry seat in the fucking audience. <laughs> <so much. laughs> fucking chicks will be getting up. The seats will be getting up with them.
2: It's, it's going to be a fucking water park in that theater when that movie comes out. It's going to
1: be fucking flippant. fly. fucking Aquaman. <laughs> oh, I know. And if Jason Momoa had the people fucking, down, studio, fucking people it. at the, the... The workers at the theater were like, I didn't realize this was a 4D movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're just going to be coming out soaking wet and not knowing what the fuck happened. Like, I just wanted to go scoop up some popcorn, but now I'm fucking soaking wet.
1: <laughs> fucking weird. Gotta wear... Got to wear water shoes, you know? <laughs> you yeah. wear hip to go in that theater.
2: <laughs> okay, but either There's way...
1: <laughs> this one dude yeah, jacking off in the back, and he's like, it's ma'am.
2: He's <laughs> crying the entire time. I'm ashamed of myself, but I can't help it. Look at, look at me. Look at the bicep. <laughs> he's the great one. I
1: can't wait to see the sequel. be the rock to me.
2: It's still real to me,
1: damn it. But
0: oh, good lord. But but going back to your original <laughs> question, King. So how how do you actually feel about it though? About them actually even thinking about going
2: back to Escape from New York. I mean, it's fine, I guess. I mean, oh, there, there is, was again, a question.
1: Yeah, I,
2: didn't that. I think it's fine. I mean, it, it, again, I think it's kind of going back to the well of shit that's already been done, and it's like, well, how can we do it but fucking make it futuristic? Like, let's update because it, it needs to be updated.
1: I see, and like, you know what, again, though, being somebody who, one, didn't see Escape from New York as a child in the 80s when it came out, um, you know it's similar to like the running man where you look at the movie and you're like very limited by what they were capable you know what they were able to do at that time right. so a update to that film that would feel i guess more visceral in its future look um might not be the worst thing possible, especially I. like I said. I didn't even love so, you know when we covered that during like our, yeah, our know, first yeah. run, um, yep. escape and then and then escape from LA, to escape, <laughs> that fucking surf that fucking surf scene that, yeah, oh god, uh huh, yeah, um, do that yeah, yeah, um, but yes, we'll, uh, escape from we'll, New York could we'll, definitely we'll, use we'll, we'll, it, Peter uh, a fresh shine, dude. <laughs> That's um, so what I said. I'm not opposed to it, but
2: I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of Escape from New York. Not Escape from L.A. Please. I mean, I could take as less of that movie but, as possible, but Escape from New York is but fun. That, bad monkey. But,
0: but all of that being said, it's like, yeah, you know, we get, give it a, you know a new paint job and you know, because <laughs> it could definitely work. But still, though, the title Escape from New York and where New York is now
2: does that title really even fit anymore? I don't see why not. I mean, the only thing that's going to be missing is the <laughs> World Trade Center that they used in the original. I mean, they could always switch it off to something else. No, I'm saying because
0: this was all based off of 70s New York. all right, And now when you're basing it off of New York today, you know, there's a big difference.
1: <laughs> but how much of that and, was a limit of the director's vision and a limit of what they could do budget and technology wise. You Mm -hmm. know, like, hey, we got to make a post-apocalyptic movie. Okay, let's, you know, just make empty lots. As opposed to now where, you know, let's make a post-apocalyptic movie. Well, okay, now we can set shit in, like, you know, look at uh, Mad Max Fury Road, you know, where that movie fucking was like you know, incredible compared to the other Mad Max films. You know, whatever at, it lacked no, in story, no. it made up in visual storytelling.
0: Yeah, you know, that's not what I'm getting at, man. And what I'm getting at is the whole backdrop of how New York was in the 70s versus, you know, you go to China Square now and it's like Disney World, man. That's what I'm trying to get at is would it still work, though, when New York isn't as bad as New
2: York used to be? That's what I'm getting. I'm talking yeah. about New York. So
0: but they what, did it what... in Legend,
2: the movie Will Smith. They created a post-apocalyptic New York back then. That was back in the mid-2000s. They could still do it. It's not impossible. It's just a matter of the just going to be good enough. No,
1: I get you know what, what he's saying. He's saying what? future are we gonna be looking at as far as our society? Is it you know, mm. is it gonna be based on the society that the original film was scripted off of, which was that dirty, nasty seventies New York. Is it the future coming from that New York never turning into what it is now? or is it going to be a future set in, you know, the future based on what New York is at this current time, you know? Are we going to see yes. fucking like, yes. you know, Disney characters scattered on the ground somewhere, you know, that <laughs> type of deal? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing like here.
2: a dick at Elmo going, "I just need my fix, man." <laughs> 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 it's going to be far out.
0: You know, I love that I love, love you him. I love you Either way, either way Naked Cowboy will still be there in Times Square No matter which
2: one, which version we get
0: <laughs> <I know>. Absolutely <laughs> He
2: survived the apocalypse <laughs> He's in future New York <laughs> right, right next Fox, to Bert and so That are blowing each other Tillman <laughs> yeah. has guitar Made it through Ragnarok successfully <laughs> Yeah um, but yeah, I mean it's still in the early stages. It's only being written, so we'll have to see what happens. Um, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if the rock jumps in at the last second, going, "Yeah, I'm free. I'll do it. <laughs> Come on, man, stop making every fucking Kurt Russell movie." Yeah. Meanwhile, Kurt Russell at home, is like, "What the fuck? What did we do, dude? I was in <laughs> passionate periods. Why you, don't man? they just hire me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could still <laughs> do sure it. I'll put good, it on the eyepatch." <laughs> he would, too. You know, that's that's he a scary would. thing. He would do he would. it, and he would uh, he would still be quite effective, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I could see it. You know, and, yeah, and going he lacks the from, physicality, he makes up in the ability to act,
2: you know? Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. of course. But, you know, going mm-hmm. away from from New York to going to the film for tonight, which I'm sure if they
1: were going to do an update... Well, hold version on. No, film, I do want... I got one okay, thing go that kind of leads a little bit into the film for tonight. Um, it's, sure. it's more of a, a news story in general than it is um, horror related. Uh, have you guys been hearing about the stuff that went on with um, Liam Neeson, man? No. Yeah, I
2: heard it on the radio the other day. Something about a like a bar fight or something like that.
1: Not even. It's it's an really, odd it? one, man. He uh I guess he was doing some kind of like press interview for whatever the the latest film that uh that's coming out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, that, uh, that that cold
0: killer movie or something like cold that. Cold pursuit, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um so I guess he was talking about how he can relate to the characters within like Taken in and his revenge flicks that he's he's been a <clears> part of. Um And what he was talking about, I guess, was that at some point or another, a friend of his – and again, you're probably talking like in the 70s or so. And I guess he's he's Irish, Scottish, English, wherever the fuck he's from, man. (laughs) Um, Regardless, this friend of his was, uh, I guess – you know, I guess was raped by an African-American gentleman. Um, and it mm-hmm. was like off the cuff, you know, he was just talking about things and just doing what Liam Neeson does. He was just conversating with these people. And he, and he said at the time, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I was filled with like such anger and, you know, such hatred at the time that, you know, like I I, I went out, And, like, you know, I don't know what word he used, but the way he worded it, it sounded like he had some kind of, like, a hand weapon, like maybe, like, a small bat or something like that. Right. And, like he said, he went out and he would walk the streets, you know, just hoping, you know, and his exact wording was, you know, that one of these black bastards, you know, would pick a fight with me at the time just to give me an excuse to fight them. Um, Yeah. And what this has now turned into is like this whole entire racist thing where, you know, he's being called a racist. They canceled the premiere, like the red carpet premiere of the movie. Really? And like, and, and they still had the screening, but they canceled the red carpet portion, the interviews and all of that. And, you know, and like in the end, I guess he ended up having to like sneak in just so he could like watch the film, oh, God! you know, like in the back. Uh, just, I guess, to to witness, like, the the audience response and whatnot. But, I mean, like, how, like, are we really at a point of sensitivity here where somebody can tell a story about how something made them feel at a given time? You know, like, Yeah. yeah, okay, that is how he felt. It's not like in his story he was like, oh, well, you know what, I went to this place where all these black people were, and I beat the fuck out of them just because they were black. No, he was a white person expressing how he felt in a given moment because of something that happened to a friend of his that unfortunately was perpetrated by someone of color at that time. And yet this has mm-hmm. gotten turned around in that way. Like, it, it's just so weird that we're in a society now in which, you know, like, a white person says something like that, and it's, it's, it's a hate crime. Yet if a black person perpetrates a crime on a white person, it's never even brought up that it was that. Yeah, I, I'm of the mindset that any kind of violent crime is a crime of hate. It doesn't matter whether you're yeah. white, you're black, you're fucking Chinese. It right. doesn't matter. If if it's a violent crime, there's hatred involved in some way. So I, I just, it kind of just makes me sick when you see things like this happen to people where it's like, you know what, man, the press is just trying to blow something into something it's not. And there are people trying to make this into something that it doesn't need to be.
2: Yeah. And it's unfortunate, and I'm sure he'll recover, you know. I'm sure eventually Liam Neeson will recover from all this. I mean, it was like you said, the story that kind of got blown up by the media, as they do. The media always likes to blow up stories and make it seem like it's something that's really not. Um, But, you know, hopefully he can recover from that. Um, Not quite sure how that's a segue.
1: (laughs) Well, <laughs> we'll try. Well, the name of the um, movie I... <laughs> is Scream Blackula Scream, and it it's what? A black exploitation film. It definitely it works into it. I mean, it's it does all mean. kinds of racism involved um, here, man. But, in I anyway, mean, wow, um, it's, it's a serious subject of sorts, man. Like, Monkey, what do you think? Uh,
0: I think, in hindsight, he probably should have worded it better, maybe omitted some words from uh, his conversation. And, you know, it, it didn't have to be a black person in the story All they had to say was, you know, that he had a friend that had been assaulted And he was going out just because he was so full of rage And looking for a fight But maybe not, <laughs> maybe he shouldn't have said, you know, it was against a black person
2: <laughs> No, you know, I mean... He, he <laughs>
0: So, in hindsight, but maybe he should have watched that's the honesty of the work.
1: story. That's the truth behind it. I mean, you know what I mean? We know that we've seen Liam Neeson work with people of color before. We know that he's not a racist yeah, yeah. person. You yeah, know, like, that's the thing. So, when, when no, you're honest, when you're telling yeah. something, I mean, I, why should you have to omit certain bits of it just to, what, to satisfy other people's feelings? Like, I don't know. You shouldn't have to think about that kind of shit. Uh, no. yeah.
2: well, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think, you know, again, like I said, I kind of agree and disagree. But again, we are talking about a black exploitation film from the 1970s, Scream yeah, Black with Scream from 1973. So, yeah, there are, especially in the 70s, you have this huge explosion of, of black cinema, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, and the horror genre was no exception. And Scream Black and Scream, I think, is a great highlight from the 70s, and it kind of set up what was to come with the horror films from that genre. Uh, so you have the Bob Kelgen-directed film, William Marshall playing the titular character of Blackula, Prince Walde, if you want to call him that, you can. Mama Walde uh, but, but he is brought back to life by Willis, who is upset that he is not being able to take over this uh, voodoo family. Instead, they chose Luisa Fortnier, played by the very foxy Pam Greer. Thank film. you. Uh, oh. take over the family. So he resurrects Blackula thinking that Blackula is just going to take care of fucking everything, but he's mistaken because Blackula, he don't answer to nobody. He does what he wants <laughs> and that's what Blackula does. Um, like I said, I'm a huge fan of this movie and the original Blockula from 1972. I thought that William Marshall was fantastic in the character. He added an element that you wouldn't think would be in a movie like this, you would think that maybe he would be a jive-talking type of vampire, but no, he takes it very seriously. And I think he added something to the movie that needed to be there uh, amidst all these other characters of the time that were playing much the type
1: uh, from the 70s. So, uh, Ghoul,
2: what did you think of Scream the Screen*?
1: This is more like torture Ghoul, man. You know me, man. I can't stand this kind of shit. Um, I, th- I think it was a bad version of a Dracula movie. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, hey, a, I thought. really didn't have much else. Of, uh, didn't have much else of a thought on it. I, I, I barely stayed conscious throughout the whole movie. Um, probably didn't help that I was, you know, literally dealing with food poisoning, uh, <laughs> mid fever, <laughs> and God knows what else was coming on. But uh, yeah, the, it was it was a struggle to make it through the whole movie. Uh, I, I did. I got to the end, but eh, I don't know. It, it just didn't have any. True character behind it, and and it, it is definitely what you would call a black exploitation film. It is, hey, let's take you know a, a, a traditional character that you know, it'd be like making Moby Dick, but taking all of the main characters and putting black people in their roles. And hmm. oh no, I, I guess maybe I you that that turn the whale done. black too. <laughs> Um, you know what I mean? Like, like you got to do all of those things. Sprinkle in a couple of little white people here and there, but but that's about it. That's all it is. Um, it, it was just it was, if this was all white people in this movie, we'd be talking about how bad this fucking movie is. Put it that way, man. Like this is only like known in cinema because this was a black version of Dracula.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I definitely agree <clears throat> to that extent about if it was like a white version in 1973 of the the Dracula story. Um, that we might not talk as highly of it. I mean, I talk about it because of William Marshall, who played Blackula, because of what he brought to the movie. You have this great uh, Shakespearean-trained actor playing across other actors that, you know, are playing type, you know, in exploitation cinema. Uh, and I thought that he added that gravitas that needed to be in this movie. Uh, Monkey, what did you think about screen, Blackula? screen? I had fun with it, man. It's like, um, it's like I, I
0: love some of these movies. Um, and it's just my my only problem with this movie is, unfortunately, like a lot of 70s movies, unfortunately, there's a lot of spots where there's no background sound and um, no score, no nothing, you know, and that gets to me in 70s movies. Um, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, Laney was busy playing a video game in the background, so I constantly had something... Some kind There's of music playing. going,
1: the... going on?
0: <laughs> no, but I had some kind of background noise that was going on throughout the entire time, and that actually helped a lot with this movie. Just because that's a big problem I have with seventies movies. But on the flip side, this is considered black exploitation, you know, in quotes. You know, but I didn't really consider this movie a black exploitation movie just because it had. You know, an all African American cast did not mean it's black exploitation because black exploitation is, you know, bad things happening to African Americans. White people are in charge. You know, they're keeping them down. You know, like like um, some of the other prison movies that. Pam Grier did. That is exploitation.
1: What are you now, talking um, about, man? He got turned yeah. into blackula by a white guy, man. That is the <laughs> and white man the keeping him down.
2: He's <laughs> the one that
1: cursed him, <laughs> dude. No, yeah. but, but what I'm getting at,
0: though, is what's different about this movie than all the others is that this movie is almost entirely mm-hmm. all African-American all African-American cast. All right. They're the ones that are in charge of the entire situation They're, you know, whether it's good or bad, they're involved with all aspects of the situation, and it is their story that's telling. The
1: the white uh, cop was in charge of the whole situation, man. (laughs) Let's (laughs) do Dunlop. (laughs) 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 That was inappropriate. (laughs) I'm so sorry.
2: But, (laughs) no, but we're going to get to Dunlop because I did like that character in this (laughs) movie.
0: and that was the thing though is the one white guy that was trying to be in charge of the situation had no idea what was really going on. You know, so that's right. why she's i don't a fucking think vampire. Just... <laughs> but, <laughs> so no, I'm just saying in my opinion, that's why I think this doesn't belong in black
2: exploitation. That's all. Yeah, because there are there are other movies um, that came after Black and Scream Black Scream, like Blackenstein uh, Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde that were uh-huh. very much rooted in black exploitation, where like the monkey yeah. had said, it's the white man in charge, keeping the black man down. You know, but this one it was kind of like, yeah, they are. It's an all-black cast, and they are kind of in charge. Like it's all of them, and you have a couple of the cops that are white, but it's mainly about the black cast. You know, it's what they can do. Um, one of the alternate titles for Scream Black and was Scream was Black and Was Beautiful. And I was like, you know what, kind of would have liked that too. Playing <laughs> off that classic expression from the 70s, Black and Beautiful. And I was like, you know what, I wouldn't have minded that. But, I, I, you know, I think Scream, Black, U.S. Scream is great for a horror film. You want to market it as a horror film, call it Scream, Black, U.S. Scream. It's just it, it's fun that way. Um, but also, guys, one of the one things that I thought was fun is that the guy that plays Willis, uh, Richard Watson, he was in Poltergeist. With Craig Nelson Who plays Sarge In the movie Craig Nelson Only has one line In this movie And he goes Lieutenant And that's it and Walks off screen But they come back together the Poltergeist was He was a, in the movie? Kind cool connection Craig or Was Nelson he one of, Ma- Ma-
1: one of the That Madame Serena's Video guy Or whatever?
2: No He literally shows up Towards the end of the movie When Dunlop Is walking in the parking garage Towards the end of the movie And you have a cop going Lieutenant Call and he picks up the phone, and he goes, all right, yep, we'll be there. That's Craig Nelson in the background.
1: Oh, the, no, back no, the no. Telephone? I'm saying the mm-hmm. black guy in Poltergeist. Is he the guy that's uh, part of Madame Serena's group or whatever? Yes. Yeah, he's one of the guys.
2: Okay. Yeah, so he's, yeah, that's uh, the guy that plays Willis. Like, he came back later to do Poltergeist. Uh, so it's kind of a cool connection to have two actors that were in the same movie, even though Craig Nelson, that's Craig Nelson, not Craig T. Nelson, only had a small part in Black Ela, but yet they're coming back together the both of the guys. So kind of a cool connection. And also that's cool. said, <clears throat> William Marshall playing the King Cartoons in Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's time for a cartoon. <laughs> uh, I yes,
1: I knew I recognized him from somewhere, yeah. man. That is exactly where <laughs> really. I recognized him from. Yeah, that's now, William
0: Marshall. Now I really enjoyed his performance in this movie. It's like I, I loved his acting I, yeah, I, you know I fucking loved his voice, man, and you know it's just he was just so smooth and charming, you know it's you know, it, it, I, I saw it. It really was. It was yeah. yeah, and it's just I, t- the way he took it and the way he ran with this role, and you know the way he's charming all the ladies and stuff like that is the way that they seem to try and do Dracula movies now, you know because mm-hmm. you try and compare it to Bela Lugosi where, um. You know, he wasn't charming, he wasn't swamp, you know, But William Marshall in the role of Blackieville you know, was All of that you know? And it seems like now when they try to make Dracula movies, they try To get you know, That seduction in there And I thought William Marshall did a great job
2: Of being all of that in this movie uh, Yeah I mean, just that commanding Presence that he had with his voice Just that deep ba- bass yeah. that he had in his voice um, what I did appreciate in the start of this movie is that you have Willis being upset that Pam Fortunier, played by again by like Pam Greer, is just getting the role of the head of the family. Willis is upset. So he talks to a guy who has the bones of a vampire named Blackula. So he's gonna bring this guy back to life with Voodoo. And when he doesn't think it works, it actually does. But
1: what about the babe?
2: <laughs> yeah. But rather than it working in his favor, where Willis thinks that he can control Blackula, Blackula immediately victimizes him and turns into a vampire Like without <laughs> fucking any beat. It's not like he brings Blackula back and he's like, all right, this is what we're going to do, brother. We're going to go in, we're going to kill Lisa, and we're going to have a good time. Blackula comes back, and the first thing he does is he turns Willis into a vampire so he Make can him have it under his control. Um, what did you think about that, guys? I thought that was a great aspect of this movie. Yeah, this character thinking he has everything under control, and he doesn't. I say Yeah,
1: I don't know. I mean, I think, uh... Uh-huh. It's just like... You know what this movie reminded me of? I mean, obviously, it came well before it. But it's kind of like what I guess they tried to do with the third Blade movie. Um hmm <laughs> where it was kind of like the same thing. You know, you bring back the ancient evil, the ancient evil kind of ends up screwing you over because it was, you know, well, way worse than what you expected it to be. Um, so, I mean, if anything, it's given me more respect for Blade Trinity. Uh, <laughs> I'll give it that much. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it was... Again, being that I'd never seen the first Blackula, so... You know, the fact that this was a sequel, I'm watching a sequel for, you know, a film that I never seen the original of, so I had no idea where they were coming from, and obviously you don't need to, you get it, you know, whatever,
2: nope. yeah. Dracula
1: was fucking dead, he's a vampire, it's all in the name, it's Blackula, okay, it's Black <laughs> yeah. Dracula, okay, he's a fucking undead, you know, he's a vampire, people, it's just that he happens to be black, um, yeah, that, that, uh-huh, Again, it's not like this was fucking genius, man. It's
2: just, it's, man. No, but, I, yeah, I just like the fact that well, you have a guy who thinks he has everything under control and he doesn't. Um, and I love the fact that when Willis is first turned, he's wearing this fucking very 1970s suit that just mismatched oh. colors and a huge fucking tie. And he's like, yeah, man, going to go out to the party, going to check out my girl. Yo, you know what I'm saying? And he looks in the mirror and he can't see himself. And he's like, what the fuck, man? Why can't I see myself in the mirror? And he's like, that's part of the curse. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking badass. Like, he just got turned into a vampire. He can't understand why he can't see himself. And it's like, that's part of being a vampire, is that you have no longer the need for vanity. You can't look
1: at yourself. That's not why. I mean, come on, man. The reality was the reason why you couldn't see yourself in the mirrors because mirrors used to be made out of silver and silver being that it was pure is something that could destroy or hurt a vampire. Hence they cast no reflection. But considering that mirrors are no longer made with silver, um, reflections should be perfectly fine for vampires.
0: (laughs) But I I enjoyed Willis's character. It's like, I, I fucking loved it. Um, throughout the, you know, entire movie, (laughs) like, you know, I just had a great time with the the Willis character, but when we have this first scene of him, you know, and he's check, you know, he's all upset because he can't see himself in the mirror. It's like, you know, while on the flip side, this was like one of the first movies that, you know, made me realize, you know, how much of a curse that could actually be because I'm pretty fucking vain. You know, and yeah. I, I like to look at myself. I like to, keep, you know, keep myself up, you know, and just... The idea monkey shaves his being, balls. He's, That's he's right. Able to I, I, I got to do whatever I can to be able to see it, period, because what I got, I need I need all the help I can get. <laughs> you need to be able to
1: see your period. I not know you got your period, monkey. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm sorry. It's that time of the month. That's why I'm a little cranky, but but to just to think of never being able to look at yourself ever again, and this was the first vampire movie that I could remember you know that brought that out, you know, and they brought it out in a comedic way, but it made me think you know that, you know just the idea of never being able to see your own face ever again, you know they- what kind of heart hitting
1: I get that, because uh, typically they use that as a means of, like, a, a scare factor, you know, the person looking right. in the mirror doesn't see the vampire, and they're like, oh, I don't see your reflection, you know, <laughs> to turn it around and be like, oh, shit, you know, like, here's this dude who's like, what the fuck, I can't see myself, i right, <laughs> yeah. myself looking all good for the ladies, bitches, um, <laughs> yeah, the one thing and, that I did feel with the Willis character, and uh, I'll be quick. I'm sorry, Mark. I didn't mean to like cut you off in the in the middle of your thought there. Um, no, I just feel like the sh- the movie was missing the Renfield character, and that's where I felt that Willis was going absolutely. to be yeah.
2: until yep. he was yeah. a
1: vampire, and then it was like, ah, shit, you know, because Renfield wasn't that.
0: No, I agree, and I was thinking he was going to be the same thing as well. Yeah,
2: I definitely um, thought that he was going to be the runfield type. Yeah, go ahead, monkey. <laughs>
0: I'm,
2: I'm sorry. Um, the diva just smashed her
0: boobs in my face.
1: Um, but anyway. Do you know don't need um, mirrors. <laughs> you don't need a mirror to get titties smashed in your face. Right.
2: Enjoy you that,
1: know, but, <laughs> the, Motorboat the, but, but, um. Motorboat um, Captain.
2: <laughs>
0: what? Um Sorry, I'm really blushing now. But, uh, no, on top of that, during this whole thing, I was also laughing my ass if off. If she so puts,
1: puts like, your whole head between her boobs, do you look like a little <laughs> penis coming out the top? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just
2: like a little cock <laughs> <between it.
0: laughs> um, No, but like, during that whole scene, it was just. Like, I kept imagining, like, Morris Day getting pissed off because he can't see himself. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah. I can't see myself?
1: I'm so pretty and I can't.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I know. You know, I can't somebody. see
2: myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I look so, so pretty. fine. How am I supposed to be able to sit there and get myself
2: and look at him before I go? <laughs> yeah, but I do like the fact that when Lewis and Elaine show up, to kind of find out where Willis is. They come to the house and are like, "Oh, he's just house sitting. It's rent free. We're just gonna come in and find out where he is." To me, this is kind of like Black was setting it up so he could go to the party instead of Willis. So he's like, "Yeah, I'll give you these fucking two playthings. Like you could fucking have them, you know, and you could fucking drain Elaine. <laughs> you know, rhymes, but you could take her <laughs> come on and, away." But, um, I love the fact that when Willis actually bites into Elaine, like we were talking about, Monkey, it's very kind of sensual with him. Like, he just, he's just getting all up in there. He's enjoying it. He, he's mm-hmm. enjoying taking that blood from Elaine. You know, it's not a vicious blood bite. You know, it's, you know he's enjoying it. And he looks up at Blackie at that one point, and Blackie was like, yes, do it, Willis. I have to go to a <laughs> party. Too, too bad you're grounded. <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah.
1: Will- Willis he was, well, it's, Willis fir- it's Willis's first feeding, so you know he. Yeah, he did. He, he, they didn't go with the full-on, like you know, violent attack thing. But they weren't going for that type well, of movie, though. You know, like for them, they were trying to make yeah. it. You know, again, what's one of the big things of of black exploitation is the smoothness. You know, because mm-hmm. obviously African Americans make a smoother type of vampire than their Caucasian mm-hmm. counterparts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Just go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: We just want blood. But they're in there.
2: there <laughs>
1: but with all well, of the. So I don't know how that goes for Conolingus, because accordingly, they, supposedly they don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. They, um, they do not.
0: <laughs> no, but with all of the smoothness that's going on, though, that was one problem I did have with this movie was, you know, we're supposed to be watching a horror movie, and. I was just extremely let down by the lack of gore, you know, the lack of blood, period, you know, and yeah. it's just and the lack of boobs, you know, especially <laughs> Sam Greer in a movie, and we had no boobs, we had no gore, we had hardly any blood, you know, uh, and this is supposed to be a horror movie, and this is one of the few gripes I had about this movie was that, unfortunately, this movie, in my opinion, was lacking in all three of these categories.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. What I, what I had kind of a problem with is you have Blackula going to the party, meeting Justin, meeting Lisa, and they're discussing these African-American uh, artifacts. Including African, not African-American. No, this is well, straight African, African. But still, African no. artifacts that belong right African, to – They're African, not
1: African-American. I know. I, I correct
2: myself. <laughs> African artifacts. But one of them belonged to Luma, who was Prince Mubwaldey's wife? And it was a necklace. And he's like, "Where's the bracelet?" You know, kind of talking about that aspect that comes from the yabani you know, uh, state of Africa. I didn't know.
1: Now, was why that Blackula... something that was like done in the first movie? Sorry, it, just, it was. Just yeah. Had that is. As... Oh, okay. See, and again, that's, Had I seen that, I would have understood yeah. it. Okay. Cool. Luma
2: was the whole catalyst for Prince Mubwaldey becoming Blackula. Is because Prince Dracula wanted his wife.
1: And he uh, was going to have
2: her, okay. no matter what.
1: Oh, so very and, mu- So
2: it's like the mummy. Yeah. And Dracula wanted nothing more than to have his wife as one of his. And Prince Walde fought back against Dracula. Dracula said, fuck this. I'm taking you. I'm going to curse you with this. And I'm going to take your wife, too. I'm not going to turn her. I'm only turning you so you can be cursed. And they do kind of play with that in a flashback in *Screen Black* *Screen*, yeah. where you see Dracula yeah. saying, "I'm going to give you this curse, and you're forever going to be known as Blackula." So that's you know, the little flashback that you get. But it's not necessary. Again, like you had said, go to watch *Blackula* the first one to kind of get that. But yeah, if you want to get that little extra backstory, the artifacts that they had belonged to his wife. So that's why he's so yeah, I mean,
1: in again. You get it in the flashback, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely obviously, like, you know, more story involved. So seeing the first movie probably would have been, been helpful.
2: Yeah. To a degree. Uh, but my question was why, after the party, when he's so interested, talking to Lisa, talking to Justin, her boyfriend, that he feels that he has to go back and take over this girl who said that she got cut at the party. Maybe it's the blood, because he saw the blood and the, the cup blood. Shat in her hand.
0: Yeah.
2: So yeah, he went back and her. Yeah.
0: You
2: know, I just felt like he could have anybody he wants. Like, why go after this one girl? Like, you could literally go out in the street and take anybody that you want, but you want this one girl, Gloria, you know, to take over and turn into a vampire.
1: This is the G-L-O-R-I-A. Whoa, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs>
2: But it was yeah. it was great because when Blackula kills her and turns her into what she becomes, I love the fact that you have the one guy outside of the party, completely fucking wasted, just being like, yeah man, fucking drunk, and all of a sudden he sees the fucking bat coming down and it turns into Black, and he's like, oh, oh shit, <laughs> 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 like, sorry, you know. I had too much Hennessy. I need to fucking go home. <laughs> it's so serious.
1: That's some serious hooch right there,
2: man.
0: Just the fact that you had that. Unfortunately, you know, this is the extent of our special effects in this movie is, yeah, the transformation is he turns into an after-school special cartoon bat and then proceeds to fly fly down the street. And unfortunately, the animation is not that solid because in certain frames you
2: can see through the bat. You can see the background through the bat. (laughs) Yeah, and the the bat-flapping sound effects with the flapping of the wings. Um, but I do love the fact that when he is downtown and he meets the prostitute and she's like, you want a date, baby? he's like, no, I do not think I want a date. I'm going to walk down the street in my cape. (laughs) And you have the two pimps walking behind him going, what's up, man? What's up? Is she not good enough for you? Come on. You're walking down the street with that cape. He's like, I'm not paying attention to you. I have places to be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not seeing you. <laughs> yeah, I know. The
1: well, I mean, being... he's acting like a wealthy elitist, mm. which, again, if you really look at it, in essence, Blackula is an Uncle Tom. He's a black in guy He's acting very much like a wealthy, rich, white person, in that society back in the day, you know? Too high-minded to talk to the pimps on the street. Too high-minded to play with the hookers and drugs, you know? That's
2: why I love that conversation that they have, because they're like, just give up the bread, man. Just come on, brother. Give up the bread. He's like, I have no bread. And you're talking okay. about kicking my ass? And then he just beats the fuck out of him. Like, it's not like you, he's cut them You he doesn't
1: kick <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> He just fucking beats him up, like you know. He doesn't. It's not like he, like the uh, monkey had said. It's not a very gore-filled movie, so it's not like no. he eviscerates them at all. He just beats them up and then kills them, and then moves on. Like you know, he's yeah. done. He's moving on. And so now there's a double homicide: Gloria and the pimps. Yeah. Which this leads to a problem,
0: which I'm going to have later in the movie, which I'll bring up later. But this starts for me a certain downward spiral. Okay, is the killing of the two pimps. Alright, so
1: moving on. You should never kill a pimp, dog.
0: Pimps don't die. for a pimp. My you bitch pimp better have die. my money. Not, not,
1: not some, not half, but all my money. <laughs> oh, they need that belt like Pootie Chang, what a tie. <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs>
2: Um, But yeah, it was just because now you have uh, Justin, who is the African-Artex, you know, uh, person, but also you find out that he was an ex-police detective. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was kind of an interesting aspect of this movie is that he is an ex-detective, you know, so he worked with the police. Retired.
1: Was it retired? Yeah, he was retired. Yeah, it was. He was retired. It was more like yeah, he was retired because just not working well with others type of deal. It seemed like Um, because at one point the guy that is in charge is like, I should have fired you a hell of a long you know long time ago or whatever. (laughs) Um, I just yeah, I have a problem nowadays with with characters in movies named Justin, uh, mostly of my own doing because I've proceeded to to have this very you know mature game-playing style in all of these MMOs that I play now where I name every character Justin, but it's typically stuff like, you know, Justin, your butt, Justin, your mom, <laughs> Justin, your bae. Like, every, I, I might have, like, 15 to 20 characters that are all named Justin with some kind of, like, rancid last name like that, which just gets through the censors every time, and I love it. But it makes yeah. it really hard to ever see anybody named Justin or hear the name. <laughs> Justin, yo ass. <laughs> yep, yep. There's a Justin. there is a Justin your ass <laughs> yeah.
2: but I did like this character because he is playing the investigative part of this movie where yeah. he's looking into these crimes you know and he's insisting to Dunlop that it could be vampiric in nature like it's not something that you should be shying away from <clears throat> and they're laughing him off going okay you yeah, know vampires really do? like that's not well, real like that you know <laughs> Even with the shoddy photographs that they have of fucking people pretending to carry bodies that aren't really there. You
1: see? It's a world that believes in... It's a world that believes in voodoo, but not vampirism.
2: No, completely not in the vampiric style. Um, But Blackula, when he talks to Lisa and he finds out about how much he's into the voodoo world, thinking that she could turn him into human again. Like, he's tired of this curse. He doesn't want to live as a vampire anymore. Maybe she can help him. So he's going to protect her no matter what. And I love that resurrection of Gloria when all of a sudden she is rising up from her coffin, you know, baiting Lisa to come next to her. and Just come over here, man. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. If I woke up and all of a sudden I'm a vampire, I don't know if I'd be like, hey, come on over. I just want to talk. I'd what the
0: fuck? Why am I alive again?
2: Like, what happened? What is
0: this? During this whole scene, Ola of Katika was the one scene in Buffy the, Va- the Vampire Slayer, the movie, when, um, <laughs> you know, the dude's best friend dies, and he's at the window going, dude, let me in. Yeah, David no, Arquette, <laughs> yep. yeah. like,
1: Benny, you're floating.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it was great because... I'm
1: hungry, Pike. I'm hungry. <laughs>
2: yeah. It was also great nobody because such, Blackula comes in that greedy. last he's second. He's
1: like, I'm hungry, man. <laughs> yeah.
2: But when Gloria tries to feed, Blackula comes in the last second. He's like, fuck you. Get away from her. Like, you know. And she's like, ah, fuck this. And just leaves. And she's yeah. like, what the fuck just happened? And he's like, hey, listen. I had plenty of time to talk about what happened, but not now.
1: Sorry. Pay no, pay no mind to that vampire behind the window.
2: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> and the scene that you get next is a Blackula talking to his fucking minions. And he's like, I command you not to go in the end of Pam Fortinier. And they're like, okay. Lisa,
1: <laughs> Lisa, you, little, keep, you keep calling her Pam.
2: Yeah, I know, because like, of Pam Greer, but Lisa Fortinier. Um, but the fact that they're just kind of standing there like fucking zombies just nodding in fucking acceptance that this is fucking true. Well, that's but the next thing that you get he's, is a dangerous okay, sire,
1: that's why. Okay, wait.
0: Yeah, yeah, and back up before you get to the next scene, King, I just wanna jump in real quick if I can. Um Go ahead. is this is where I have a problem is because like you said, he's talking to his little brood now. So it seems with this movie. Just any time he feeds, period. All right, it creates another vampire. So just yeah, any, yep. any. So you know. So if that's the case, you know, and there, and we know that there's other vampires in the world, in this world, you know, yeah. why isn't the world fucking crawling with vampires? and every time a vampire feeds, it's it's in this movie when a vampire feeds, it's more like a zombie thing.
2: Yeah,
1: and we'll get to that. Well, you know, only yeah. with what we're seeing him do. He's yeah, building yep. his flock right now, which is why he's right. doing that. And, and, you know, other cases as well, if a vampire does not, because a vampire, you know, again, depending on what lore and whatnot, you know, if yep. you're not, you're not supposed to drink the last drop um, of right. blood, yep. but you do need to kill the person afterwards or they will turn. Um so I just think in this case, he's not killing them afterwards because, again, he needs to build up, you know, some, some peeps. Yeah, he does. And okay. that's, uh, right. that's a good point, Gould.
2: Like you had said, Monkey, we're going to get to that because the next scene is we had – we didn't talk about it, but we had Willis turning his girlfriend, Denny, into a vampire. You know, he's massaging oh, man, that was her, that getting was all sexual, scene. going, your bones are all tight, girl. Then your blood going through your veins Like you know and turning her into a vampire But When she turns I love, you. I love your ubonic much... speak
1: man It's so sexy <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah love it um, But when she turns She's very much on Willis's side I love the scene when Willis Is walking around in his <laughs> pink fucking hat With his sunglasses And wearing one of Lockeo's capes He's like yeah man I just, I need that bitch I need to get that bitch Lisa Because she sucks and we're going to fucking kill her. Fuck what Black says. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, Yeah, yeah baby, I got you. And then all of a sudden, Black shows up and he's like, I commanded you. And he's like, Oh, shit. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay. Uh, yeah, what, 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 Black I'm not wearing your cape. He's like, I told you not to wear my cape. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did I tell you about stealing my clothes? Wanna... wearing thy clothes? <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> Just the fact that he's wearing the cape and the sunglasses. And he's like, Yeah. And he's like, Then you have Denny going, Yeah. Not so fucking tough. Whatever. Fuck you, man. Like my man's got this. And he's like he doesn't, and he just stares at her, and she's like, "Oh fuck yeah, nope,
0: nope.
2: Yes, <laughs> he has power over me, and that's it." No. And yeah. But then she then she pulls the classic bitch shit up, as soon as Blackyana leaves the room,
0: she's like, "What the fuck was that? Well, why did you stand up to him?" <laughs> it's like, "Bitch, trying to get me in another fight," you know? <laughs> no. it's like, bitch, please, it's like, you know.
2: You know, just, shut up, shut up. <laughs> you know, I got this. Man of this shit, Denny. <laughs> you know it's great. Um, but we had Blackula convincing Lisa to do this ritual to turn him back into a human. So mm-hmm. she amazingly has this great doll of Blackula, which I'm surprised that fucking NECA toys hasn't made into a toy that you could buy. That's the prototype action figure that was ever released for the movie. <laughs> nope. That's what I'm saying. Like, you have this great toy that you could have, but she has it so she can do this ritual with Blackula to turn him back into a human. So she's, she's into it, you know, because she knows who he is, and she's going to do this thing for him because she believes what he's saying. Um, <laughs> it's just I love when the cops show up, and they're like, yeah, we're taking you downtown. Yep because we know what's going to happen. A fucking hill shows up, just punches him, and
1: that's
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> just punches him through a door, and he's like, we can go. <laughs> like, that's it.
1: Was it? Uh, Break it uh, up. Again, like I said, uh, unfortunately, I was like, I, I wasn't kidding when I said I was kind of going in and out of consciousness through this. Like I have like 102 fever, man. I was in bad shape. Uh, I had no, the Jimmy, I'm sorry. The at, the, at the English Town mm-hmm. Auction, dude, it fucking, it, yeah, it did me dirty that night. Um, mm. So, was it ever discussed what would happen to his creations if he was turned human?
2: No, no, no. They never discussed that. Yeah, they, he's they, only ever
1: deep himself. Uh, I know, like, because uh, again, like one of the shows that we watch, um, you know, was. Uh, Oh, sorry. I'm busy trying to get up right now. Was the uh, how the was it called, man? God, I love when I draw that blank. Le- Legacies, originals. The originals. That's what it is. Um. Yeah, sorry. We lo- I love the show. Great show. A lot of fun, man. Uh, but one of like you know one of the things like within vampire lore is if you kill the sire, all of the underlings die as well. So if he was turned well, mater- human, board. would all of, it, would would all of his underlings have become human, or would they have just died, or would they just be independent vampires at that point?
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah that was brought up in the they, Lost Boys, too, though. <clears throat> you know, if you yeah, the head was. vampire, what happens to everybody else? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. But they never bring it up here. Like, Blackie was trickily concerned with himself. Doesn't care what happens to the minions that he already created. Doesn't care. He just wants to come back and be human again. He doesn't want to have this curse on himself. So that's why he has He just Lisa. wants to
1: have his soul back, man. That's all. <laughs> he's a soul, brother. <laughs> now, that he's a, now that he's a vampire, he's, he's, I'm telling you, man, the true fucking story behind this is, is as a vampire, he is given the white curse. He wants to be fucking human, you know, yeah. because he wants to be black again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's
2: uh, probably a good fucking analogy to make. You know, that he just wants to go back to his roots and be who he was before he got turned into Blackula. That's um,
1: a different and, movie.
2: Well, Lisa is a willing participant, and she's willing to go and help him reach his ritual. Um, and it was great, because when you have this ritual going on, you also have Justin with Dunlop leading a squad of police officers, all in fucking helmets for some reason. I don't know why they all had squad helmets on, but I guess just that's how they smart. were
1: you're coming in to go to... after a bunch of vampires. Yeah, you're going to go in. They didn't know what they over. were doing. I
2: mean, they didn't know that they were going to be battling vampires.
0: <laughs> all right, well, then half of them thought they were getting ready to fight vampires. The other half thought they were getting ready to fight a bunch of crazy voodoo people. Of course, you're going to go in there with riot gear. Either way, some shit's getting ready to go down.
1: Listen, it's the 70s, too, okay? You knew that there were a lot of African-Americans around. You knew you had to get some helmets, okay? Yeah, yeah that's, but that's what all the right gear was, just the helmets.
2: And you have Justin saying, grab a steak, because you're going to need it when you go into this house. They,
1: they probably had a right. locker in the fucking station that said, you know, black people only, you know, or like <laughs> black person, you know, issue, And it just had their helmets and their nightsticks, you know.
2: L.A. riots gear, <laughs> you know. But they're all being given a stake to go into this house. And of course, these police officers are not ready for what they fucking have to go through. And they get dispatched pretty fucking quickly by all these vampires in succession. I, I love orthomia. how all the I love how all the stakes that are packed <laughs> out. So they, they should
1: have brought a bucket of gas? <laughs>
0: gas? <again>. But <clears throat> no. But the stakes that they give out. Like our <laughs> terrible. Car, I'm sorry,
1: my grandfather's gonna kill me one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, monkey.
0: No, all I was saying, though, is like, I thought it was also doubly funny that the stakes that they give out were, they didn't look like classic carved stakes that you see in vampire movies. They look like pieces of pu-
2: fucking picket fence. Why picket fence?
1: White picket fence posts, man. Yep.
2: But they work. You know, they do their job. As uh, Blackwood's minions get taken down, you know, one after the other, uh, with Justin kind of leading the charge in his house while the ritual is mm. going on, where, like you said, Monkey, I thought that you kind of nailed it, where you said it's kind of sensual in a way. There's a Son weird ritual that's going up, where it's they're both sweaty, they're both kind of moaning, Blackie was saying, it's working, I can feel it! You know, and you have these weird camera pans that are happening. Yeah, but, like it's a weird and, kind of...
0: Yeah, and you've got the, um, you know, the beating drums going on, you know, Pam Greer is, you know, you know, beaded with sweat and she, she's doing that sex look like no one else can, you know. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I, I was getting fucking hot watching that scene, man. <laughs> I'm sure
1: you were,
2: Monkey. I'm sure you were. Look, man, I, I fucking that, love Pam The one thing it's I just, didn't get, and I think that you kind of alluded to it, Monkey, is that Willis and Denny and the other vampires, they lose their personalities in this final sequence they're like zombies in a way like they, they kind of shamble around around the mansion like willis completely loses who he was when he becomes a uh-huh. vampire like they he has no longer the personality he's just in full vampire mode and shambling around and i felt like that was kind of a, a detriment because willis had such a personality up until this point but now all of a sudden he's like a zombie like just moving around this house hmm. Those different yeah. cops that are going around. And I didn't know if that
0: was maybe, like, you know, like the ghoul had said earlier, maybe a sire-servant thing, because while Blackula's in full-on vampire mode, you know, he's still, you know, going around being himself, and he's, you know, going around being fast, you know, kicking ass, you know, while everyone else is all, sl- you know, very slow and lethargic and shit like that, and just easy targets.
2: <laughs> yeah just picking them off, but you have the the minions of Black becoming kind of uh, subservient zombies, in a way, where they don't have a personality anymore. Even Denny, who's just completely not talking anymore, just kind of roaming around and picking her targets, until Justin comes through with the crossbow, like fucking Daryl Dixon in The Walking Dead, and just nailing these fucking vampires and picking yeah. one of them out. But at the same time, I was also laughing because the
0: the effects people just weren't nailing the shots. And, nope. like, when we, get, when we get to the scene where, you know, we have the k- killing blow of Willis, you know, and the arrow is first sticking out of him, it's sticking out of his fucking ribs. It's nowhere near his fucking heart. And then the next scene, you see the arrow has been moving up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: Right, shit, we fucked that up. All right, move it up. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> you know. Move it up to his heart. Okay, we got it. All right, moving on. <laughs> you know. No one's going to notice that. <laughs> you know, and you have Justin bursting into the ritual and breaking it up, where it was like it was going to happen. Like, Black Ila was going to become human again. And Justin, Justin, Justin break it up. Yeah, total cock block. And Black Ila, I like the scene when you have Lisa completely fucking terrified at this point because Black was just taking out cops taking out Justin, saying you have to continue the ritual. Let's go. We'll continue it somewhere else. But it's also him kind of realizing who the fuck he is. Like, I am no longer going to be human. I am fucking who I am. So, when Justin shows up and he goes, Mamawalde, and he goes, my name is Blackula. (laughs) It's like, he doesn't fucking want to be human anymore. He fucking (laughs) wants to be a vampire at this point. Because he knows that the ritual is not going to continue. And I think he kind of embraces the fact that he's a vampire. I think he kind of enjoys it at this point.
0: Well, it's just either way. It's like a, it's a message of just embrace who you are, no matter how it is, and just, you know, deal with it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I just You're going to be that a, a blood-sucking blood Denison of the night. Be the best blood-sucking fucking Denison of the night that you could possibly be.
2: The Black Prince of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and he was just enjoying it at that point. Um, But you have Lisa retaliating against Blackula by putting the the wooden stakes into the doll that she had carried around, which had Mm -hmm. his hair in it. And you get Blackula reacting to it and kind of spinning around the room, screaming and reacting. But then you have that freeze shot, and then that's it. It's kind of ambiguous whether or not that was a kill shot. I don't think it was. Yeah, well, it was was a voodoo doll. It was a voodoo doll, but I don't think he died. I think he
1: he stabbed
2: him in the heart. But it wasn't through his own
1: heart. But But going by the laws of voodoo, that doll is intrinsically tied to his physical being. Hence, you stab the doll in the heart, you're killing the heart, and you're killing Blackula. Mm -hmm. Was there another movie?
2: No, they wanted to, but American Embassy Pictures decided to move on because they wanted to make Black and Stein.
1: I know. Oh, they, they probably wanted to make a, you know, they were probably just thinking ahead of their time, you know. They wanted to make a whole dark universe, dark. but the, the name, the name didn't fly. <laughs> um, the
2: plan was to make another Blackula film uh, that was going to be called Son of Blackula that was going to be released in 1974. But they decided to go ahead and make Blackenstein instead because they, they felt like of we have two <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> they decided made that they had it. enough. Blackenstein. They decided that then they the cre- just did Blackula and Blackula. The, Blackula the White cream. Ragoon? <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, that was the honest take from American Embassy Pictures was that we had done Blackula. We did scream Blackula scream we want to move on. and We want to do other things. So we're going to do Blackenstein next, and then we're going to do Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. So which, which never did the third <laughs> film, which kind <laughs> of a shame because I felt like the Black Blackenstein series was the strongest of the horror films released during the black exploitation era. Yeah, and it's a shame that.
0: Yeah, and like you had said at the beginning of the show, King, you know they they definitely went. You know, unfortunately, down of a, a path where the, the, the other movies were actual exploitation. You know, while, mm-hmm. I, again, I considered this classier, you know, you know than the other movies
2: that were coming out at this time. It was. And, I, again, like I said at the start, I think it's all owed to William Marshall. I think mm-hmm. that if you had had a guy playing Blackula doing it in the driveway, where he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to suck you up, with that, brother. Like, you know, I don't think it would work. like, well, have worked. Well, then you have a vampire in
1: Brooklyn. <laughs> Whoa, my
2: God. Yeah, know. That, That's a whole other fucking podcast. But, yeah, I think that William Marshall kind of added that gravitas, like I had said, because of his commanding presence, because of that booming bass that he had in his voice. It took it from a black exploitation film into something that you could actually watch and appreciate because of his character. It wasn't just playing the type at that time of, of blacks being pimps and just being underhanded um, type of characters. Like it was, there was something there.
1: That was everybody else in the movie.
2: Yeah, exactly. Everybody else was playing the type, but you had William Marshall and also, like I had said to Monkey the other night, this guy is from Gary, Indiana, of all places. He's not from fucking England. He's not from some grand place. But yet he has this voice that you're like, Yeah, like I can listen to this guy talk and you take him seriously. Even in a movie like Blackula, you take him seriously because of that voice that he commands. Yeah, and I wondered I, I how much even... Billy D. Williams saw that and was like, Yep, okay. I could do this for Lando. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Thank you, William Marshall. Why don't you sleep on the cool side of the pillow tonight? Yeah,
0: but I I did enjoy the movie, and I really enjoyed William Marshall's performance throughout the movie, and, you know, it it was the center for the entire movie.
2: And, you know, and talking about real-life situations, William Marshall, he was a known actor back in the 1950s, He had been in a ton of plays. He had been in a lot of TV series. And back in the late 50s, he was inaccurately labeled as a communist during the old McCarthy era. And he was blacklisted in Hollywood for a number of years. And it wasn't until the early 70s where that block got listed where he could actually start making movies again. So he was big for a long time. But that. Blacklist of him being accused of being a communist took a huge toll on his career. So, what could have been for William Marshall, who unfortunately passed away back in 2013, uh, could imagine the type of roles that he would have gotten in between that time. But that blacklist really took a toll. And luckily, you know, in the 1970s, he was able to come back and make movies, you know, again. You know, and you say what you want about Blockula and Scream, Blockula Screen, but they're great movies. I mean, they're, they're they're worth watching. Yeah, I had fun with them. But,
1: uh,
0: you know, so wrapping up, we're running out of time. So,
1: <clears throat>
2: cool, you got a plug? Well, has got a pick
1: uh, for next week. Well, he's got okay. a pick for next week. Um, being as it is Valentine's Day, the pick was originally The monkeys, but a little switcheroo, and uh, I've, just, I've, just, I've been sitting on this one for so long, and romance is in the air, love. Yeah, you we're talking vampires. You know, uh, so yeah. we're gonna stick. We're gonna stick in the world of vampirism, okay. Except these vampires don't die in sunlight. They sparkle oh, no. like diamonds. Oh, yeah. oh, no, no, no. No, We are going into the world of Twilight. <laughs> Don't say it. Except we're, oh, not, no. we're not going. We're going to actually do... Even more of a follow-up to this episode We're not going to (laughs) do the first Twilight movie Oh no Why would we start at the fucking beginning We're not even going to go to the second one We're going to (laughs) the third Twilight movie Twilight Eclipse Is next week's (laughs) pick everybody So get ready for Shirtless Jacob And and fucking Smirking fucking Edward everybody Are you team Edward? Are Are you team Jacob? Just be team talking terror
2: Edward Cullen, Jacob Black. Oh, you wait, 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 wait. thought Blackie was bad.
1: Oh, you wait, know. you're serious about this?
2: This is really. Oh, nice?
1: absolutely. This Gen is serious. this is what we are going oh. with next week. Oh
2: fuck,
0: man! We are I've talking about watched.
2: Kristen Stewart at her I've, best. And that was. I've
0: never oh. watched a Twilight movie ever.
1: Oh, well, you're gonna watch oh, the man. third one. It's <laughs> happening. <laughs> It's oh. up to you whether or not you want to take that plunge down those other ones, man. But, you know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I
2: cannot fucking wait for next week's episode. I know uh, the girl told me about it, like, weeks ago, and I've been sitting on it ever since. I'm like, fuck it. I can't wait for this fucking episode. <laughs> I was like, it's gonna be fucking talking terror at its best.
1: Talking <laughs> and, uh, Twilight and, eclipse. And speaking of that lovely cherubic you know, sprite that we call Cupid. Love shall certainly be in the air for Valentine's Day. And what better time of year than to go to Bonfire Bead Designs on Etsy and buy your significant other, your ma'am or your sir or whatever it is, you know, buy him a fucking gift from Bonfire bead Designs because she's been making shit like crazy. The house is starting to get overloaded with all kinds of fantastic-looking jewelry and things like that. She's putting new products up every day. Uh, just go on there and buy, buy, buy. It's not going to suck Spend that itself. money on your loved one. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> definitely not going to suck itself. You know? <laughs> you make her, I'll just tell you right now, you're doing me a favor, okay? You help her. You're helping me, okay, because a happy ghoul girl leads to a happy ghoul.
2: He's going to get so many blowjobs. So a healthy. So It's gonna be unlimited. He's gonna be fucking tapped by next week. He's gonna be like, dude, I can't even fucking tell you how drained I am right <laughs> now talking about Twilight because <laughs> I'm gonna feel hearts- like
1: one of fucking Blackyllus' victims, dude. I'm gonna be like laying there on the floor All fucking comatose. <laughs> like, yeah. it out of me.
2: All right. So, monkey, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? Cannot fucking wait um, till next week so you have to fucking oh, die in the Twilight third fucking movie. <laughs> um,
0: yeah.
2: Man, fuck you fool. And we
1: want and we want pictures of the monkey's head between the diva's boobs because I want to see the monkey pee pee.
2: That'll be a Valentine's Day card. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. So
2: yeah. Um. I'm
0: the monkey. Thanks for listening and letting me come in your ear.
2: <laughs> oh, he's so much in pain already. <laughs> I oh, love it. <laughs> oh my god, he's gonna be hurting fucking next week when I talk to him on Tuesday. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Thank you, monkey. Can't wait to talk about twilight eclipse
1: next week. That much day. love, monkey. Enjoy, my friend. Enjoy.
2: <laughs> oh. Shit, I'm out (laughs) All right Ghoul, why don't you sign us off the way that you always do
1: Stay scared, everybody And shine
2: Cannot wait to talk to you next week About Twilight Eclipse Keep on sparkling, baby Until we get to Forks, Washington And get to talk about the award-winning actress Kristen Stewart
1: I'm so happy right now I'm, I'm so sad. happy, I'm fucking so good. I, I Can't you see it? how thrilled I am on my face? Look at my thrilled face. I'm Do coming so wait hard. To talk
2: about Robert Pattinson, fucking award-winning actor
1: in Twilight. I just, I just had an orgasm. It was amazing.
2: I had three while we were talking, so it's great. So Absolutely. until next week, keep America strong. Watch our movies. We'll catch you next time.